I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi everyone, this is Allison Flowers from the Invisible Institute. Before we jump in, we have some big news to share. After hearing Chaperl's story and our reporting, the City of Chicago's Office of the Inspector General has decided to open an official investigation. They want to know exactly what happened in Courtney's case. The Inspector General's Office is an independent watchdog agency that oversees city government. It's a powerful and important agency. So their investigations can take a long time, but they can also lead to real change. Their job is to root out corruption and uncover misconduct among government officials and sometimes the police. Depending on their findings, they can recommend a change in rules or even disciplinary action. Chaparral is hopeful that the inspector general can uncover even more about the final moments of her son's life. And another quick update. There's a new teaching guide for the podcast. You can find it online at invisible.institute slash teach dash somebody. With schools mostly online this year, it's a great way to engage high school students in conversations around race and policing. 
Now our episode. We still have some, a few more book bags left. We have about 10 more left. You need a ticket? Every year since Courtney died, Chaprol hosts a free book bag party through the foundation in his name. It's a big back-to-school community event. There's always a ton of food, music, and some of Courtney's friends give free haircuts to kids. It's so beautiful. I love it, Christine. Thank you, Ms. Willis. But this year's book bag giveaway was a lot different. Hey, Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Fewer people, quieter, spaced out. Here's Chaprol on Facebook Live. She's a little muffled because she's wearing a mask. How you doing? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm greeting everybody. Today we're giving away book bags. We have hundreds of book bags left. We are also giving away free haircuts today. So I'm gonna turn around so you can see. They have some availability. We're taking haircuts two at a time because of COVID, but we do have people- Chaperl and the foundation still pulled it off and gave away 300 book bags this year, even with schools not reopening full-time in the pandemic. It was a bittersweet start to the school season. Courtney's own book bag ended up being a recurring theme over the three years that the Invisible Institute investigated the case with Chaparral. So today, we're going to dive into that LeBron James book bag and why it was actually pretty important in understanding what happened to Courtney. And then we're going to remember one of Courtney's best friends who was featured in the podcast, Steve Otero. Courtney's book bag, it's become very special to Chaparral since Courtney's death. When we recorded our final episode of the podcast, Chaparral brought Courtney's book bag to the studio, he, he just to be among us. And that book bag is the reason why, for a long time, Chaparral didn't think Courtney died in an attempted robbery. The reason why that theory didn't pan for me uh, as far as a carjacking is because nothing was taken from Courtney. He had a cell phone. He had his wallet, his book bag, his iPad, his vehicle. All of that was still in the car. Courtney, as a person, was very careful with his surroundings. If he felt, like, uneasy about a situation, he would actually leave. So whatever happened to Courtney that night, it was something that he was blindsided by. Inside Courtney's book bag was his iPad. And even though the police report clearly listed the iPad as being inside the BMW, it was missing when Chaparral got the car back from the impound lot. I asked CPD about his iPad. They said that they didn't, they didn't have the iPad and they never saw an iPad. I said, did you check the iPad to see if it had any captured anything? I said, because, you know, uh, iPads do have cameras on them. They tell me, we have too much. We don't have space to catalog everything. I said, okay. This is the type of things, when I say inconsistencies, that bother me. So this is why I have little to no trust in what they're saying. That iPad and the book bag was a major rabbit hole Chaparral and I went down for a long time. We tried that find your iPad feature and it didn't work. We knew the officers on scene after Courtney pulled up to the station and collapsed, went through his book bag because that's where he kept his ID. And Courtney's BMW co-signer, Christian Hernandez, told us that when he went to the impound lot to get the car, the book bag was dumped out, which was unusual because Courtney kept his car pretty clean. When as soon as I walk in there, the car was a mess. It was like somebody was going through it because his jeans were everywhere. Sherpa told me, grab the book bag, grab his belongings, 
His butt bag was wide open. Um, if he were parking, how would he tend to get out of the car? What steps would he take? Would he reach for anything or do anything? Like in general, like he's getting out of the car? Yeah. He reached for his book bag. Where would the book bag be? It would always be in the back seat. Always somewhere in the back seat. Usually on the seats or on the floor. We heard the same thing from Alma, the co-worker Courtney was going to see that night. It's a convertible, you know? It's a, it's a little car for a big guy. So normally he would get out of his car, pull the seat forward, and then reach into the back to get his backpack. He would never leave his backpack in the car. He would always take it with him. Why? What's his security blanket? I don't know. I think it's like the, the weight of it, the weight of the backpack. Like he felt, I guess, like he wasn't alone. When Alma got home from the hospital the morning Courtney died, she said everything became clear. What must have happened? when she saw the skid marks by the church where he usually parked. Everything started to make sense. I feel like he parked, he was getting out of his car, maybe he was reaching for his backpack. That makes sense to me. You know, if he was shot in the back, I feel like he probably didn't see who shot him. When we spoke to a firearms forensic expert, he thought that Courtney was likely ducking out of the way when he saw danger coming, based on the low height of the car and the angle someone would have had to shoot into the car. But Chaperl kind of agreed with Alma on this one. I'm saying the way the, the car sits, it sits low, so it would have... And if he was getting his bag If he was getting his bag out, that would be more plausible, you know, as to how he got shot in the back. And the tragic irony is that right as Courtney was probably reaching for that book bag, that familiar weight that made him feel so safe, he likely didn't realize the danger that was right there. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. 
For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Since the podcast aired, many of you from all over the world have left Shapurl such kind words on our voicemail and by email. Here's a few of Shapurl's favorite messages. I am just a single mom with two kids driving to Hilton Head, left Virginia Beach early this morning. And I have to tell you that those episodes that I just listed of the Somebody podcast about Courtney Copeland Bless all of you. Here in Chabrol, when she talks to that cop, <laughs> my God, oh my God, <laughs> yeah, I'll deserve a Peabody for that episode. 
You are one badass. Okay. You have the same exact kind of drive that I know my mom would have for me if something like that happened to me. We are living in a horrible time um, where it is every day on the news and thrown in our face that black and brown bodies do not matter at all. And it's very heartbreaking and discouraging to live in this space. But I tune in and listen every week. Um, I hope you find the answers that you're looking for. And I'm so grateful for this podcast and that you have a group of people that care enough to help you in this search. These messages have meant so much to Shapurl. Because not only did we release this podcast right at the beginning of the pandemic, and end the podcast right as conversations around state violence were taking hold of us yet again. But Shapurl's family experienced another loss. One of Courtney's very best friends, Stephen Otero, died back in April. He was 25. I tell you, this is the second hardest thing that I ever had to do. It was just such a beautiful day. The sun was shining. Stephen's sister, Kesha, she was crying. I'm like, what's wrong, Kesha? And she was like, well, they're calling my sister to tell me that Stephen passed away. When it finally hit me that Stephen was gone, my heart, it re-shattered in a million pieces. Courtney and Steve met his kids in Cicero and played baseball together. It was funny because Courtney, ever since he was little, he was super chunky. And, like, he would still run fast. He would still, like, be real active. You know, in our league, he would have a whole bunch of home runs. Steve was like a son to Chaparral. In fact, she says now that it's like losing two sons. She used to take him and Courtney all over the place in her van for sports trips. She threw them an eighth-grade graduation party. She took them to New York. Stephen told us their friendship really took root at a school dance party. It was crazy because we're like the highlight of it. We're getting all the girls, everybody was getting crowded around us. And it was in Soulja Boy had that song, Soulja Boy, and we were doing the dance and stuff. Oh, because y'all was the dance maniac. (laughs) We talked to Steve extensively over the last few years. He was one of the people who immediately went to the crime scene to collect evidence after Courtney was shot. Steve saw skid marks and broken glass by the church, and he talked to a woman who lived at the corner and heard gunshots. In the early days of the case, he was right there with Shapurl, investigating. We'd like to let this tape of Steve play out a little. Producer Bill Healy recorded Shapurl and him reminiscing back in 2017. Courtney had a, like, he was like a leader, man. And that guy always told me, like, he always tried to push me to do better. If you stayed with us for, like, what, two years? Three three years. years. Three (laughs) years. Courtney had the type of relationship with his friends, like, he would do anything for his friends. And so uh, with Steven, he was like, Ma, Steven needs to come stay with us. And I was like, he needs to come (laughs) stay with us. I was like, okay, why? What's going on with Steven? So... But he was already sneaking Steven in for like three, four weeks before he told me this. <laughs> and so uh, I was like, okay. And then he was like, yeah, he's going through something and uh, I want to help him. I said, okay. 
We're going to help Stephen. And so Stephen, we was like, Stephen, you got to finish school. Stephen, you got to do this. Let's go to church. And, you know, you try to give them the same kind of guidance that you're giving your own children. It just so happened that Stephen stayed with us for, like like he said, three years. Just about all of high school, right? Yeah, definitely. And at that point, I felt like, you know, I accepted with the family. And then it, it was like something more to me, like more important. Uh, it was like a brotherhood. I had a family. And I have already have a family, but, you know, it's crazy how some people that they're not your family, but they care so much for you, you know, and they want to do see you do good. Steven, you also got a tattoo. Oh, yes. I didn't really have that much money or whatever, but I went to the casino. I was like, man, if I win, it's for Courtney. That same week, I was able to win like 500 bucks. And um, right away, I went to go get a very detailed portrait tattoo of Courtney. And this picture he had actually took with his mom. I picked this one because he looked very happy. Yeah, it's really nice. It says, my guardian angel. Yes. His father passed away, and he had him uh, on his arm. That That's his guardian angel. I took that from him. I made him my guardian angel. Every time I felt bad or anything, I just look down, you know? I look down, and I see him right there. So you guys got all these tattoos oh. behind my back. They, they yeah. were tattoo buddies. Our first tattoo, we, we got the same tattoo, matching tattoos. What is it? Uh, we got it on our, on our chest, across our chest. You know, since we played a lot of basketball or whatever, we wrote ball to life fall. And we used that motto as like to go hard, you know, to go hard to, to the very last of you. So you recently had a little baby girl. Yes, you know, after, after what happened to Courtney, I was like, man, like, it made me think about my life, you know. I need to get serious and focus, and you know I wanted to start my own family, so you know I was able to just have my baby. She's four months, you know, and I know Corny would have been going crazy, cause it would be like, oh, Uncle Tio, 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 like that was his niece, you know, and um, it's something that I wish he could have seen, you know. That's one of the main reasons I, I decided to have a baby too, just to stay more focused and worried about my family, you know, and cherish them because. You never know when it's your last day. From the Somebody team, we'd like to send the Oteros and all of Steve's family our love. Peace to you. Somebody is a co-production of the Invisible Institute, Topic Studios, The Intercept, and iHeartRadio, in association with Tenderfoot TV. This bonus episode was produced by me, Allison Flowers, Erissa Apentaku, Bill Healy, and Sarah Geis. For the Invisible Institute, Jamie Calvin is executive producer. For Topic Studios, Christy Gressman is executive producer. Sound design by Erissa Apentaku. Our theme song, Everybody Something, is by Chance the Rapper. Original music for this podcast by Eric Butler and Nate Fox of The Social Experiment. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at info at somebodypodcast.com or leave us a voicemail at 773-270-0121. To learn more about this case and for links to additional materials, go to our show page at topic.com slash somebody.
Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.